Let us pray. Sanctify us in your truth, O Lord, for your word is truth. Amen. Can someone help me figure out what is happening? COVID-19, marches in the street of our nation, and election propaganda that fuel division have some of us feeling disconnected, angry, disillusioned, and powerless. We look for a way out of the confusion only to discover that people pretend to be genuine. Misunderstanding shows up everywhere because people are deceived. Lies are presented as facts. Wrongdoing occurs. Jealousy and envy are added to the mix. Rumors spread as on wings. Rivalry, rivalry develops and irresponsible behavior is as clear as day on account of selfishness. And all of this leads to fallout. These are not the effects of COVID, of the COVID-19 pandemic, but of our brokenness. Look around us, and you will see that some members are needy, while others are self-assured. Some focus on the negatives, while others are optimistic. Some limit their involvement to Sundays or Saturdays, while others are generous in their time, with their time. Some must be asked to be involved, while others see a need and willingly respond. Some are spectators, while others are active participants. Some make promises, but do not follow through, while others jump in and do whatever is needed. Some are negatively critical, while others are approving and supportive. Some are oppositional, while others are team players. Relationships, no matter where they are, in our homes, in the church, in our places of work, in wider society, require constant work, constant work. We must tend them. Being extra careful how we treat one another because needs and expectations vary. We know from Jesus that the church was a future reality. He had indicated that it would be built upon confessing the faith, a community that was called out of the world 
to bear witness to his redeeming world, work in an hostile world. Knowing that the church will be made up of what I call do-gooders and wrongdoers, the faithful and gossipers, peacemakers, and of course, troublemakers, Jesus gave a strategy for dealing with wrongdoers or troublemakers. He gave a strategy for how we might resolve problems. This traditional plan, beginning with one-on-one -on -one conversations, had Hebrew precedence and was intended to resolve dissension and maintain unity. Today in America, there are more issues that prevent than promote unity. Unfortunately, these carry over into church. When this happens, we follow Jesus' wisdom for restoring community. Wrongdoers, or in the, as in the text for today, offenders listen to the victim. Offender listen to the victim in the presence of one or two witnesses. Offender, listen to the victim in the presence of the assembly. Jesus emphasizes listening. Certainly, the number of members involved enlarges the circle of listeners. But it is listening that gives the process transparency and legitimacy to get at the root of the problem and bring healing. Listening is an art. It is a willingness to suspend one's opinions and prejudices and pay attention to what is being said. Listening requires readiness to receive both verbal and nonverbal language, what is said, and what is not said. Confronting the offender or the wrongdoer is not to point an accusing finger, but rather a call to repentance that forgiving love might be extended. It is an invitation to listen in order that contrition, not dishonor, might bring that individual into favor. The process of listening is not to expel, but, in, but ultimately to restore. But there might be times when that is difficult. Anticipating this, Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. With such power, one can become self-serving. But this power is not to be exercised, you know, out of self-interest, but as a witness to the reconciling work of Jesus Christ 
in our lives and in the world. The message from Jesus is that God is concerned about how we relate to one another in community. Concern for the other is as important as concern for the community as a whole. Jesus sets an example by showing how much he cares that no one be lost. He goes after the lost sheep, searches until the lost coin is found, and enthusiastically welcomes the repentant prodigal. This is the kind of concern we ought to demonstrate and demand of our leaders. Therefore, one who errs must hear a word of judgment and love. Law and gospel. She or he must answer to the law, which demands accountability. Also, she or he must be treated with love because she or he is one for whom Christ gave his life. Evidently, life in community will have its ups and its downs. That is how it will be on this side of eternity. Yet we are given a promise that where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, he will be there among them. The world might be full of troublesome people, but it is also gifted with the presence of the crucified and risen Christ. His presence ought to make us humble enough to be penitent and forgiving, to see others, to see ourselves rather in, in the wrongdoer, and to come to the realization that on account of his work, that is Christ's work, no one is hopelessly lost. For the Christian, Jesus' presence is a constant reminder that each of us looks to a merciful God for forgiveness. Also, his presence empowers us to practice repentance and forgiveness in a world that prov promotes division and dissension. Jesus says that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven, is not merely about the exercise of power, but also a promise to answer our prayer. The fact that Jesus is present where two and three are gathered in his name suggests that God is attentive to us and will surely respond to the concerns we have, the concerns we name for community the need for healing divisions, for inclusivity and care for all, and for finding a cure for so many, many ills in society, especially COVID-19. Today, we receive Jesus' teaching with gratitude. 
for how we ought to be with one another and for the health and well-being, not just of our church, but of society as a whole. Let us not lose sight of Christ's redeeming work, which unites us and makes us witnesses to his saving, reconciling, redeeming grace. Amen.